Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show this morning. Uh, I don't even remember, what were we talking about last time? We actually missed last week, and uh, you know, it's the summer months, everybody's on vacation. Yeah, I, uh, was, not, I was not here last well, week. Well, no, nobody, nobody was. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's been a while. Um, anyway, Pastor Russ is not in the studio today, but we do have Pastor Phil, Pastor Jonathan, and then um, we have a special guest today, Paul Luer, uh, pastor at the Well Church with us. Good morning. Good to be here, brother. Yeah. So we are going to talk about, I think, my favorite subject when it comes to um, God, which is the sovereignty of God. You know, it, Really, the sovereignty of God is what it was the gateway that got me into Reformed theology um, here, mm-hmm. whatever, 12 years ago. And um, man, I, I just never get tired of talking about this subject because it, it is the, the exaltation, the majesty of who the Lord is. It I, is. I love it's it. God is God. God is God. Yeah. 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 God, God is not God for nothing. Um, and God is not a, a bystander in his universe. That's right. Um, He's not a gentleman waiting for us to make up our minds on what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he is sovereign over, over everything that happens and uh, to his glory. And we're going to get into more of the subtleties of, of, of this. Uh, that doesn't mean that God is ever the author of evil, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, mm. aren't I? No, that's fine though. Well, why? So, in, in order to introduce the the subject of God's sovereignty, what I'd like to do is just just give a testimony of how you first encountered God's sovereignty in your life, um, or, or a, an impression of God's sovereignty in your experience, where you're like, "Whoa!" For me, it would be the first time I've encountered God's sovereignty. So, I'll go ahead and start, so you guys have a sure. chance to think about it. I was in a very seeker friendly church, week in, week out. You know, seven. What what is it? Seven helpful hints for happy living. Is that what you say? <laughs> so essentially that type of preaching. And um, I realized, you know, we, we, we can't be here anymore, me and my wife and my, my children. But I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't know what this, I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what it was. So we left and um, I started studying on, on this subject, on the sovereignty of God. In fact, I have the Bible that uh, I use to study that subject and I have just copious amounts of notes in the back of it. And I remember sitting at my dining room table, same table that I have in my kitchen right now, and um, I came across that verse in Romans 3, uh, which says, uh, there is no one who seeks God, no, not one, no one does good, no one understands. And I had read that verse at least a hundred times, but for the first time ever, the Holy Spirit applied it to myself, and I realized I was a Christian, not because I sought after God, but because God sought after me, and my knees started shaking. Mm-hmm. And I'd been a Christian for for years, uh-huh. and I, I lost sleep over it. And I immediately was like, well, if God is sovereign, then 
what about my kids and what about my job? And, you know, and, and all of a sudden, all of my control over my life just started to melt away. It was a moment of like great joy and great fear at the same time, uh-huh. kind of mixed together. And since then, nothing's been the same. Right. I would have claimed that God was sovereign up to there, but I would have had a completely different definition of, of what mm-hmm. sovereignty was. Mm-hmm. I actually have an email from you somewhere yeah, in my yeah. files. When about, you were that's t- about, that about that time, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. as you were trying to search things out. That was really interesting. And then we became friends much yep. later than that. Yep. Well, yeah, I think for me, I grew, up in a, I grew up in a Christian church, and my dad was a pastor. There was a, there, you know, in terms of an awareness of God and uh, the understanding of a big God, you know, was always there in, in the sense of, you know, being um, overwhelmed by the sense of who God was. But uh, this aspect of the sovereignty of God was not uh, much in my life you know, as a young man, as a young, uh, as a young Christian and growing up. And I even went to a broadly evangelical college, you know, which, you know, you know, they, they basically avoided the uh, ditch on both sides, but they really didn't, you know, in terms of spending a lot of time on, on, uh, you know, the attributes of God, I, I really didn't have that. It wasn't until I got into seminary and, uh, you know, I was reading J.I. Packer's Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God, which talks about God's control in everything, particularly, as you, Josh, you were just pointing out, realizing that you came to God not, a, not by your choice in the sense, mm-hmm. but, but simply because God in his sovereignty has drawn you to himself. I remember being so upset <laughs> reading, reading, that, reading that book and not having an argument for it. You know, I, here I am in seminary studying for the ministry, and I, I decided I wasn't going to go to class till they stopped talking about this subject. <laughs> that yeah. didn't last very long, you know, but I mean, it, I was just overwhelmed, um, you know, because, I, and I think that the heart of man is always to look for certain responsibility that he can do. Yeah. I mean, you can't hardly receive a gift from somebody that you don't want to pay them back. Yeah. And so there's always this sense that I've offered my contribution. Uh, and not realizing that, you know, we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. That, and I, you know, and I even knew those kind of songs when I was growing up, but it sure. never really actually had taken hold of me, you know. That was the point at which uh, then all things started to make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned uh, J.I. Packer, and, and you guys know that, uh, he he was big in my story too, and I, I I grew up in a reformed church. I grew up in a, a Presbyterian church, um, which was a, a wonderful wonderful church to grow up in. Um, it was Christ centered and uh, very high view of the authority of Scripture. And uh, but I would describe it as um, kind of moderate American evangelical, mm-hmm. uh, more more than reformed. And, uh, but it, like I said, it was a great church. And when I got to college, um, I um, got involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And I got into a small group uh, where we studied together for a year. We studied with a group, the group of about 10 of us. We studied uh, J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God. And that was my introduction to real um, Reformed. And what I would call now, not just Reformed theology, but biblical theology. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it was such an eye opener for me. And I was at a point in my life where, you know, like a lot, I think this is very common among young people. I was worried about my future. I, I was wondering what to major in in college. I was wondering, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And, and uh, you know, who am I, who am I going to marry or am I going to get married? Um, you know, what, what does my future hold? And it came to me some, at some point during the study of that book and through the fellowship of that small group, it came to me that I was living as if my entire future was up to me. I had this underlying belief that it was all on me. And, you know, and of course, if you believe that, you're, you're going to be scared. You're, you're going to be very anxious about your future. And it was through the study of that, of that book and the study of Scripture that I came to realize, you know what? I am a child of the Lord of the universe. And he holds my life in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm not driving this bus. Uh, I, I'm, and it's not like I'm, you know, don't have choices to make. But there was such a peace that came over me, knowing, beginning to, beginning to comprehend a little bit the sovereignty of God, and not just in general over the universe, but in my particular life. Yeah. And then, you know, as you. As you mature, and uh, I'm 64 years old now, as you go through stages of life, you know, you, you get married, you have children, you, you, uh, your parents uh, pass away and go to heaven, you become a grandparent, you look back, and I have found when I, when I try to look into the future, I, I can go right back to being that 20-year-old kid who thought it was all on him. Mm. I can be right back there in about 10 seconds. But when I look back over all the things that God has done in my life, over, over the journey of my life, I say, wow, I have not been driving this bus, and thank God I have not been driving this bus. God is sovereign, and God has directed a, this turn, that turn, this mm-hmm. choice, that choice. Why, why did we land in Boise uh, as opposed to somewhere else? It's the, the, the sovereign love of God every step of the way. You're describing some of the things that I, I remember going through, even as a young person. I can remember in the sixth grade even, you know, trying to contemplate, you know, the fact that all these things have fallen out to me according to some sort of chance. You know, I'm just the luckiest guy in the world, you know, that. Right. You know, I'm born into this family, and I've been raised in this home, and and all of a sudden, you know, it's not until much later when I realized I was struggling with this in my mind uh, way back then, and now here's the answer on the written pages of Scripture yeah. right. that, that, you know, God's been in control of all these things all along. Yeah. Right. Paul, you got like two minutes. <laughs> all right. So Use them well. Also, as a, as a young man, um, God began to... Uh, draw uh, a young man who was hard in heart and pharisaical and thought he was, of all generally good men, one of the best. And as he began to draw me and, and convict me of my sin, I came to a point where I knew that if I were to die, I would be going straight to hell. And it was in that season that in a, in a strange, comforting way, 
I I just had this this um this assurance, this this peace that the same God who would bring me uh for no reason of my right. own to this conviction, I also was not fearing death and fearing hell, but I I was strangely comforted that he was going to do something more with me. And so that was maybe, I, I like uh, Pastor Phil, how you said you began to comprehend, because that was my very first brush. And, and it's been growing since then. And amen to the fact that I can be right back there in, in a second, wanting mm-hmm. to take the wheel, so to speak, wanting yeah. to drive the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's really my first brush, I would say, with the sovereignty mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we are just starting this series on the sovereignty of God, so please tune in next time. But maybe just a couple resources before we end the day. Uh, Arthur W. Pink, or A.W. Pink, wrote a classic book called The Sovereignty of God. Very helpful in working these things out. You mentioned J.I. Packer's Knowing G. I. God. J.I. Packer's Knowing God. And then you mentioned... I, I, I did mention J.I. Packer's book, Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. I think also maybe uh, John Piper's The Pleasures of yeah. God, The Pleasure of God, uh, is a really good book. He, yeah. he had written a book called Desiring God, and then he this becomes the prequel yeah. to it. And this is uh, The Pleasures of God. All right. Well, we will see you next time. 